Cars today are safer, more reliable, and packing more technology than ever before. But if you're looking for an appliance on wheels, this isn't your show. We want to help everyone find a car they'll really love, capable on the commute, and a laugh on your favorite road. If you take the long way home, this is for you. New cars, used cars, whatever your budget, whatever your needs, if you like to drive, we want to help. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. As I keep telling you, these are getting harder. It's almost like, you know, we're not stretching people with their car choices. They're starting to stretch us <laughs> with their requests, which is so – You're right. It's great. You're absolutely right. I, I like that it's making yeah, us we're, we're getting... study the market, you know, just, you know, see what's out there. And uh... Well, I, I'm digging into corners of the internet I have no reason to go to short of these questions for the podcast. I'm just like, all right, Google, let's just try that out. Where does that t lead us? Oh, this is a rabbit trail. And so, yeah, anyway. Well, it's funny because yeah, now I'm looking completely. up, I, I think of a car and I think, all right, is that sold in that country? You know, like we wouldn't uh -huh. se select Dodge products for Europe because they're not sold there, nor would we select, re select Renaults for America, you know, things like that. Yeah, think, fair point. All fair right, point. where yeah. is that car sold? Well, I mean, so I'm digging in. You thank know? you guys for writing. I mean, here's the thing. You're writing, and, uh, you're writing in and listening in from literally the entire world. And so, I mean, we've gotten in comments from Malaysia. We, tonight we're going to discuss something from Poland. We've gotten a bunch of people that write in from Australia. Apparently the entire country of Canada wants to keep reminding us that we didn't get enough snow for our FRS. Piece. So you're all over. So thank you for writing in from everywhere where you are. Yeah, this is great. As Todd said, we've got Adam for our first car debate. He's in Poland. Huge fan of the show since way back to our M3 reviews. Todd, I don't know if you remember that. That was our uh, E46 mm -hmm. M3 yep, versus E46 the E90. And, and that I, the E92. Yeah, I yeah. loved that car. The E90, and, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, every time mm -hmm. somebody brings up that I car, I just I miss it. I'm just, all right. Yep. I yep. keep having to get over that car. But he's writing in with great questions because he's got a company car. He, his wife has a car. He's a BMW owner, and he's trying to figure out what's next. He's, and so I'm, He's been collecting BMWs, <laughs> and he's trying well, to yeah. stop. I'm trying yeah. to dig in and yeah, think, yeah. all right, I think of this car. Is that available in Poland? I'm just not sure. Yeah. We got to yeah, come the, visit the, the, you. The, Pol the Polish, the Polish websites that I've been reading today—that's that's very strange. That's a that's a corner of the <laughs> internet I never expected. <laughs> it's anyway. Diving into the Polish yeah, language. All right, so we've yeah. also got Wayne. He is uh, moving to Georgia. Looks like for our car debate number two, moving to Georgia. He's got a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and Wayne, I have to admit that caught my eye when you wrote us because you know I've got a Grand Cherokee. Brothers in yeah. Arms here, yeah, yeah. Grand Cherokee. All right. Anyway, so he's got this Grand <laughs> Cherokee that he loves. But now he's dumping a whole bunch of money. It sounds like this thing is nickel and diamond him to death. And he's thinking, all yeah. right, should I keep it? Should yeah. I drive it less? It's, should I add something? It's time. I hate to say it, but it's, um, that, that's, that's when you know it's time, when it's just constantly something. That's, that's a problem. I guess so, because, yeah, it sounds like you're dumping money. Although I'm not sure, Wayne, if you're keeping that and wanting to add a car or just go ahead and sell the Grand Cherokee. It seems like he's wanting to sell it. That, that's kind of the vibe that I get on all, yeah, all that, that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to diving into that one. And that is, huh. and that is kind of close to, uh, to your heart as far as having a Grand Cherokee now and owning, owning ones in the past and all that. So it will be interesting to get back <laughs> yeah. into that. Yeah. But you know the, the piece of news we should discuss that has been everywhere this past week? I mean, I feel like it's one of those things. It's the elephant in the room news discussion. We must discuss it. And that is BBC Top Gear. We talked about when it uh, had moved and when it went to Amazon. So now we're following up on it. I'm sure you've heard by now. The host lineup has been announced. And um, who was expecting seven people? Now, granted, seven, I'm including the Stig. Does he host or does he just drive? So at least six speaking hosts on the new Top Gear. 
surrounding Chris Evans. And I'm looking at this uh, photo. I've got it in front of me here. And this is a very interesting group. I have... I know you're not surprised. I have some snarky, cynical comments about it, looking at it from a Hollywood perspective. <laughs> but uh, but know, it's such a varied group, too. It is. I'm, I'm coming in with a positive attitude here because I, I think Top Gear as a whole needed a shakeup. I mean, the magazine continues. Mm-hmm. All the publications do. But as a, as yeah, a show, yeah. I think it would have been a wrong move for Top Gear to think, all right, let's just try to continue the same winning formula because really, yeah. that formula was about the people. It was about Hammond, yeah, it was those Clarkson, guys. and May, and those guys. If it was, let's get three new guys. Everybody would have compared: is the same three guy format working with these new three guys? And yeah. of course, we would have all said, no, it's not. I, I think so, it would have been a collective eye yeah. roll. And here's the interesting yeah. thing: is looking at this photo, a few of them, if not half or more, have been on Top Gear as guests. Yeah. They've all yeah. got some sort of experience, and so I think, all right, well, maybe they called from their past guest list, and who did well here, and who did that, you know, well, that kind of thing. But you know they're what all I, notable in their you know own right. I think, looking, yeah, you know what I think is interesting looking at this? I mean, the whole there's all been sorts of discussion about Chris Evans, and it's around Chris Evans, and, you know, clearly, it's going to be the Chris Evans show. I don't get the right, sense. When, right. you have, when you have this many hosts, I don't think we're going to, and look, Everything we're going to say now, brace yourself. It's all speculation. But I'm just – I'm surmising here based on kind of how you would shoot a television show, what we know about how Top Gear was shot. And, you know, of course, BBC wants to make sure this works and is work, going to work worldwide. So there's a lot of variables going on here, even more than we can imagine. But Chris Harris is a huge name there, and he wields a lot of power. And so I imagine this is going to be the Chris Evans show, and you're never really going to see all six of these hosts sitting around talking about anything. I think it's going to be him – and then he goes off with two hosts to do this, or you cut away to, I actually expect, the Chris Harris films will look very much like the stuff he's done so far. I bet you it's probably even he and Neil. Now, they haven't said, but, I mean, the, the Chris uh, Harris uh, Patreon page is coming down, I think. The, uh, his, his YouTube channel has gone quiet. I suspect what they've been doing for Chris Harris on Cars is what they will continue to do with Top Gear with more clout, more budget. But it'll be Chris Evans says, let's go to Chris, ha- Chris Harris, and they just cut away to a all-in-one film that came in the door. That makes so much sense from a production standpoint. And clearly, Chris doesn't need help to do what he does. I suppose But he's a so. great ad here. Sure. Well, and, and it just, from, from a production standpoint, it just makes sense. You can just cut away to an all-in-one encapsulated film that Chris did. I bet you that's going to happen. I doubt you're ever going to see Chris Evans and all five other hosts, all six if you want to count the stig, doing anything together. This is going to be a kind of of compartmentalized show, and Chris will be the running thread. I think that's my big question here, though. That's my big speculation about the interplay. I mean, it's really the reason that I love doing the show with you is the interplay between the hosts and the banter back and forth and the discussion. I always like the segments on Top Gear that gave us – that back and forth and they were mm-hmm. whether it's a road trip or a chase or a get to you know point to point who can get there first that kind of thing i almost think it's like all of these films could just be simply still viewed as individual segments on youtube they're still a host in a car if they're not yeah. together i i could think that could get uh, i mean the amount of hosts will make it interesting because we'll have different yeah. personalities. A lot of variety. But if they're only yep. owned by themselves, one host drives one car on a film, and then we go to mm-hmm. the next host driving a car for a film. Well, I mean, how you do know, you the, differentiate the, the two between the, the three guys? You know, cars, and how, how do you differentiate that back and forth between? Okay, we're just simply driving a different car in a different location. We've got a different perspective yeah. now. 
But what does somebody else think about that? Is there a differing opinion? Yeah. Just like well, you that's and I why do. we do both of us back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. I, to, to, just, get, to get let the audience kind of glean what they think their impression would be, because you and I are different drivers with different right. proclivities. There's that word. It hasn't hey. been on the podcast in a while. But but here's the thing. I, I think you're right. But but if you look at the Top Gear prior, they had segments where they would cut away and just Hammond drove whatever supercar, and then they came back. And sure. then they had segments where it was all three of them did something. I think that's what this will be. You'll have the Chris Harris segment that is him by himself. But then you know what? He may be later in the show, and it's Chris Harris and Chris Evans and. Matt LeBlanc go out and do something, or Chris Harris, Chris Heavens, and, and you know Sabine Schmidt go do something. I think there will be. I'll be very surprised though if they ever have a, an event that is more than about three of them. Just logistically, mm-hmm. I doubt they will. Mm-hmm. I see but that. If, if but if I can be tacky, and I, I will because it's what we do on the podcast. I'm looking at this list of seven. I'm looking at this photo, and I'm thinking this is a development person's dream cast list. <laughs> because I bet you money. I bet you money. I bet you money. Because it was, let's be honest, when they reformed the show, it was Chris Evans. It was him. And of course, obviously, they were going to bring the Stig. But Stig doesn't talk. So take the Stig out of the equation. That's Chris Evans. Who do you want to host with? I guarantee you, I put money on it, that, the, that two things were brought up. Well, Chris, this show's moving on. You must have a woman. I bet you that was thought, talked about. I'm and sure. And the other thing is, Oh, and Chris, this show's moving on. It'd be really nice if you had some really big star, ideally a Hollywood star, because we're international now. So somebody that's a Hollywood name that is a car guy, could you find one of those? And Tom Cruise and is then available. I also, <laughs> exactly. And I also guarantee you, right after they said we need a woman on the show, somebody said we have to have somebody that's a minority. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at this list. They've checked every one of those boxes. Now, I am not sliding any of the choices, but I guarantee you those were brought up. This Rory Reed guy, by the way, that is coming from the Internet, he has done – but he's done a lot of stuff for British television. He, he's been a gadget reviewer. If you have not seen his Royal Roy, Rolls-Royce, I think it's the Ghost review, that is spoken word, kind of a spoken word rap, it's phenomenal. He deserves this slot. You know, At the same time – He's a minority, so somebody in development is singing hallelujahs because he's a minority. Sure. Okay. Sure. He should be on here because he's great. I'm glad that he is. But then that's the same thing with Sabine Schmidt. You need a woman on the show. Well, let's hire one that can really drive. Right. And they did it, which is cool. Well, you know, interesting that I've been reading about Rory here because he's now gone from obscurity and kind of muddling Mm -hmm. along and doing a few things, as you said, shooting to international fame and yeah. here, he, here he is, of this lineup, the only guy, the only person to be chosen from submissions, from all those editions mm-hmm. that Top yeah. Gear was holding. Yeah, yeah. The magazine, the yep. online topgear.com here says he is the only one that essentially won his spot from the edition. And yep. absolutely, the guy deserves it. And I'm happy to see that, actually. I'm, I'd almost be happy to see more of people like him that deserve this shot at fame. I mean, you've got to have the usual suspects here. The Eddie Jordan choice is a bit of a surprise because who knows how he is on camera. Yeah, he's got a long-time history with cars. Of course, the racing drivers. I don't know how he is as a driver, and I don't know how his personality is on camera. So... Interesting yeah, when you take choice, him out of the F1 world, it'll be interesting to see outside of the F1 world, you know, how is he going to be I mean, on camera and the kind of banter respect. that you expect from a show like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know. But I think Chris Harris is a – I think it would have been a glaring omission had he not been on here. 
And I think there's there's a segment going, who's Chris Harris? But if you're a car person at all, if you don't at least consider him seriously, now, of course, he could have turned it down. But if you don't at least consider Chris Harris seriously, you've missed it. I think Matt LeBlanc is a surprise. He's clearly a car guy. But I guarantee you that's a development me, uh Catalyst discussion. We need we need a star. We need a who can we get that's a a Hollywood star? That would be sure. awesome. Well, here's Matt LeBlanc, and he's been doing theater in London off and on for a while. So it's not like he's never been to London. Obviously, as you mentioned before, he's been on the show. So you can see the the threads of a lot of these. This is such an interesting lineup, and I'm fascinated to see just what's the execution of one show mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be very compartmental, very kind of plug and play. You might be the kind of thing you shoot. 15 segments and they're not even designed for a specific show yet you go oh wait that segment we can put here and this one we can put four uh, episodes later and you can fill in the the tv show as you go around the big pieces that'll be three or four hosts at once well you know they've set pretty big expectations for themselves just the revamp Mm -hmm. and continuation of top gear notwithstanding but now they've got to actually do something and so they do have this lineup here (laughs) they've got two of these well maybe three are actual real hot shoes i mean matt leblanc isn't slow he beat rowan atkinson around the track and they're you know starring a reasonably priced car and Really, yeah, yeah. I, I think Matt the boy can, can drive. drive. Chris so, and Sabine can drive. Yeah, absolutely. There, there, you're right. Three out of those six we know already can drive. So and there will be different be segments you know, around maybe their talents. Of yeah. course, they've got to have Sabine on the ring. They've got to do that. But how many times can they do that? They've got to have her on some different <laughs> racetracks. And can, she certainly can we does go have to, to the ring with Sabine <laughs> yeah. every, year, every possible episode? Let's hope not. Yeah, it's a different right. car on the ring for Sabine. It's just you're just driving this track. We're just going to stick in different cars, and that's exactly. all you do. Anyway, exactly. I, uh, I, or every, I think every time they go to the ring, all the rest of the hosts just throw up their hands and be like, I'm just going to lunch. I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have at it, and we're going to go to lunch. So I, I, I think anyway. the first show will definitely set expectations. I mean, it, it's going to be so, uh, so diced up after, after mm-hmm. that first episode comes out because, again, well, speculation you- will abound. And it'll just be... You said it at the top, though. Uh, you know. You, you said that at the top, and I think you really hit it on the head there 12 minutes later when we're wrapping it up. But but honestly, this does make me genuinely excited to see this show. Mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued by it. Knowing and digging into who, who, who the people in the lineup, like, like Rory, for example, that a lot of people had never seen before. You dig into the people you may not know who they are, and I feel like the more you dig in, the more you go, yeah, great choice. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm excited to see this. I know what, what's almost weird to me is that Chris Evans is the one of the lineup I'm the least intrigued by. But Funny. okay, Funny. all right, sure. You know, I, I think the rest of it is just I want to see what this is. So, but I mean, everybody's going to be watching. Obviously, the BBC knows that, which is why they're pushing so hard. So this is out there. The new uh, Amazon, whatever the car show is going to be, that those old three guys do. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a crazy time to see both of these shows in contention at once. Um, yeah, you know, you and I should get a show. That's what we should do. I, I we also should do car debates. We should do, we a should car, do debate. car debates. I, I like uh, uh, Adam Rodas. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I like what these guys are doing. And um, just, I, I just, I have so many thoughts. I'm still waiting for, uh, of course, the show to come out. But uh, yeah, once it does, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I, I'm hoping for creativity past the million dollar budgets that you and I have seen in the past. I'm hoping for the creativity yeah. expanding yeah. the show and really making it something mm-hmm. juicy. So, um, anyway, final thoughts. We'll so see. now we can now well, we can. We're all, yeah, we're all uh, we're all waiting to see for sure. So we should talk about Adam, who wrote us from Poland, because yeah, we could talk about Poland. <laughs> sure, we know all about Poland. <laughs> Poland, absolutely. Never been there. You know there. when you Google. 
When you Google car shopping in Poland, what happens is the three or four cities in the U.S. that happen to be called Poland are the first thing to come up. Just thought you should know that, Adam. So I had to, I had to kind of wrench the Internet into a submission today and tell it I didn't want to talk about anywhere in the U.S. I wanted to understand how to buy cars in Poland. And I will admit right up front, I still have no idea. So uh, I will probably get a lot of this wrong, but I still have some ideas for you. He's got a cool story, though. Yeah, he does. He's been a, a fan of the show, as I said at the top of the podcast here. Loves M3s, current uh, E30, 320i being restored, mm -hmm. and then also his track day and actual get-around car is the E46 330ci, and he's yep. saying that it's fast, which we know, think and know that it is, but he's kind of saying he's he's kind of past it. He he wants something like faster, it. Yeah. no LSD, good condition, but looks like some early rust and starting to put some money into it. I, yeah. I, I'm th coming at this thinking, all right, this is pushing you and I creatively to come up mm -hmm. with some choices. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like creative he's, is a good word. It sounds like he's open to some. Is, cre is some creative choices. a buzzword for going to make it up? I'm sorry, but because <laughs> that's what it feels like. I'm going to be creative here, which means I'm going to make it up. A, no, sorry, go on. It's a delicate term I'm using here, but uh, I, I like his <laughs> go story on, go on. because uh, his he's got this boring Skoda Octavia. That I just can't. That that's actually the one that caught my eye when you and I were on the autobahn in Germany and yeah. teasing the uh, the '90s Skoda and how badly it smelled. So yeah. we we kind of well, feel your pain there, Adam. That's his company car. Yeah. I mean, that's clearly yeah. not going away. It's a company car. So these two BMWs, one of which, again, the, the three the E30 you mentioned, the 320i. That is a ground-up resto. He is That is his project car. It's down to essentially the metal, and he's starting again. So clearly that's not going anywhere, and it's going to be your fun car. So this E46 is, as you said, yeah, it's, it's kind of on the last legs, and he feels like he's outgrown it. So that may need to leave. But then his wife has what they call the Opel Antara, which is our Chevy Captiva. Uh, they have a diesel on that, so it's a small five-door SUV, you know, because obviously those exist everywhere in the world. Uh, and so he's thinking about what do we do, and he's pondering maybe <laughs> selling the E46, which I agree with, and maybe also selling the Chevy the, or the Opal and, uh, and trying to get into one car that, let's be honest, if you've got a company car and you've got your project car, then this car, especially if you sell your wife's SUV, then this car has to be both a more fun car than your E46, but also has to be your family car, which is interesting. Yeah. And his number one idea is, hey, guys, do I get an E90 M3, which is the four-door M3 we love so much and you love especially? That's a great start. I do like this start. I like the suggestion. I'm, I'm going to suggest a couple others that might seem left field. They might seem, at first glance, uh, not sure about them and you kind of ignored it. Mm -hmm. But the reason I'm suggesting this, Adam, is because you said in your email that you have the possibility to buy a Volvo XC60, the all-wheel mm -hmm. drive, used, 45,000 kilometers on it with good condition. And so I think, okay, you're considering, as Todd just said, you're considering some family usage because you've got two kids, mm -hmm. two young kids. Agreed. You, Agreed. Your wife needs to use this. Probably you've got to, you know, you want to have some fun with it. And, yeah, the Skoda will remain sort of lurking in the background. So I'm, I like the M3, and I'm not trying to dissuade you from this because it's a great choice. But I'm also a great thinking choice. about fuel mileage because in America, I think probably has the cheapest gas or among the cheapest gas on the planet. Unless you live in the Middle East, but yes. Unless you live in the Middle East and you're – member of the Saudi royal family. But anyway, um, yeah. I just think 
I'm just wondering if you'd love it, but you'd just get hammered on the, the fuel. Because I remember that review, and that <laughs> thing just you, – you had to shovel gas at this thing. And, of you course, did. the you way did. we drove it – you know, made that even uh, more so. Yeah, it, <laughs> we may have well, may, we may as well have just pulled a tanker around behind it because that would have. Oh my god! You're right. I mean, I'm all you're about right. it, but I'm thinking, would you say, yeah, great? And then you're in it, and then you guys are really struggling from a budget perspective, and you don't get to yeah, keep. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm trying to take that into consideration and really think hard, and I think I've come across a couple that you might be interested in for price. I have. Interesting. I have two ideas. Oh, you do? Neither one of them that I think about gas. But, uh, okay, this is where you and I will be different tonight. Keep going. Keep going. It, it's just different. And, again, because of, uh, you know, he's in Europe, and I just want to think, mm-hmm. right, gas prices you're right. and no, you, all that stuff. No, you're absolutely right. It's absolutely a factor that I completely ignored. But, again, it's me trying to talk about Poland. So here we are. Keep going. <laughs> all right. So here we go, Adam. It is seat-auto.pl. So I'm talking about seat, as Todd likes to say, seat it is uh, yep. definitely a Let's Volks- buy a car that's a seat. <laughs> it's, Mo- moving on, sorry. <laughs> it's a Volkswagen brand. And so you yeah. have all the, the much like Audi has that, uh, you know, that parent company underpinnings, but they operate independently. They've got the parent well, company yeah, to I mean, lean on, but they've got that, uh, they, they're doing their own thing, essentially. And that's what Seat well, is they doing. Well, they take... They take the last-gen Audis and they make them the new-gen Seat most of the time. Kind doesn't of. mean they don't refine them a lot of times and make them really good. It's just that seems to be kind of what they end up doing. But keep going. Kind of. I, they've got this Leon 5D or the Leon SC that I'm looking at. And these are the 2016 cars that have their own personality. They've got their own styling. And they are sort of like miniature Audis inside. They're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. harken back to the time when I went to the ring just briefly and drove this on the track at the Nürburgring, and I just just cruising around Germany in this thing was impressed. And this was a rental car, thinking, wow, mm. it's sort of like a mini Golf. And it's got its own size, the Leon 5D. I mean, even the ST here that I'm looking at has more space. But they have a mm. presence at Area 51 at the Nürburgring. You know that? They, they are hammering these cars around the Nürburgring we, and developing we, I'm going to clarify real quick. Such. Area 51 is kind of our term for uh, this, the, this secret development row at the Nürburgring that ah. you can't get into. But when you drive by, you see the Aston Martin booth. They just decided to brag a little bit, and they have two glass cases in there with Aston Martins. But it's that row of development places that has security that you can't get in unless you got some sort of special, I don't know, handshake or whatever. We refer to it as Area 51 at the Nürburgring. So if you're not following along, that's what we mean. We don't mean yeah. the one in Nevada. We're just referencing that. But sorry, keep going. The, the secret one that doesn't exist. This actually exists. But I've been reading yeah, exactly. articles. I mean, just about every manufacturer has a presence there for testing. So think of these cars as yeah. Yeah. not – not dumbed down Audis or gussied up Volkswagens, but they do have their own flavor and they are tested sure, as Seats yeah. for specific mm-hmm. markets. And so I came away really impressed. I like the styling. I think even brand new, not that we're saying buy brand new, but even get a 2015 or 2014, somewhere in there. Sure, sure. These cars are, are something to be looked at. So think of them as the fun hot hatch. You can stick your kids yeah, in it. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Front, uh, I think they do have all-wheel drive, but my Polish is failing me today. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just today. Just my today. Polish fades, fails me often. <laughs> often. Anyway, kinda, moving on, yeah. Kind of, you know, because I know what stats and specs are, so I can kind of jumble mumble. You know what else, here, though? But, 
What, um, your 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 web browser will translate that. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just yes. saying it'll yes, translate. It will. Anyway, it will. well, I have I have two thoughts. I like your Seat idea. I have two thoughts, and my mine spring from a couple of factors. One, we're, we're sitting here with Adam's wife, who has let's be honest, the five door small SUV. So clearly, they're hauling some stuff around. Right, okay, right. they have two kids. Uh, two-year-old, five-year-old, uh, they're hauling some stuff around. That's been the family car. We're re- talking about replacing the family car here, Adam, but yet you still want to have fun with it. So I tried to think, okay, I actually like that E90 M3 a lot, but I was trying to think what would have that family haulability and then to look at it the other way, to haul the family, to have fun with it. <laughs> so I thought of two. And, and, and here's my question where I'm going to admit my ignorance right now. How hard is it? For you to go to Germany and buy a car and bring it back to Poland, I, I don't know. I know there's – I looked up a little bit. I know there's some taxes involved. I know there's some import stuff that goes on. Uh, but I, So I know, it, I know it's possible. I know there are taxes. I am not going to pretend to understand what the actual tax ramifications are, even though I know it's doable. But I'm going to mention two other cars than that E90 on the possibility that going into Germany to get the car makes sense because I think it's just going to give you more options. When I was looking at cars in Poland, you were just – there were, there were fewer options in the kind of stuff I was looking at. If you're going to look at an E90, I'm going to say this to you. What about an Audi S4 or RS4 wagon? Hmm. Yeah. I think if you could find one of those, and, and maybe don't even go RS4, maybe just go S4. You know, if you can get a more recent S4 wagon, that car's got a good amount of power. You go back to like the 2010, 2011, which is the current body style, but the S4 where it's now... Uh, supercharged or turbocharged, whichever I forget. Moving on. The point is, it's a fast, actually usable family wagon that you can get over there. And also, if you're going to go there, you can't ignore the E-Class wagons. What about a used E-Class wagon? And possibly, if you can find one, something that's an AMG flavor, depending upon your actual budget and how old you can go. But I'd like to keep you a little bit newer, because that's the problem you're having with your current E46 BMW. But I think the Audi wagon or the hot uh, Mercedes wagon, you get your family car. It is a genuine family car, but you can have real genuine fun with it. Mm, I like that. I don't know about, yeah, going to uh, to other countries, but they do have open borders there, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Yeah, I, I, I mean, well, I and those, I'm not saying those cars aren't available in Poland either. I'm just sitting here thinking, can you go across the border and get a better list of options? And then what are the ramifications of bringing it back? I'm just thinking, if you go across the border into Germany, you're going to have so many more of those cars just in existence. So I would think you could get more for your money that way. And then, of course, you'll have the ramifications of of taking it back. I I don't know how I'm not going to pretend to, but it's something to ponder, I think, for sure. I think you did great. Those are great suggestions, honestly. I mean, I kind of went the German route a little bit. And before we move on, Adam, one quick suggestion is that Renault Megane that we keep talking about. We're we're, yeah. we're liking that a lot, and I, I admit bit, I'm, I'm offering up a couple front-wheel drive suggestions to you, but you can't ignore these cars. I'm even looking at the new Megane GT on their website with the new redesign. I even like that, and I'm thinking, all right, <laughs> go get yourself a slightly used Megane. And you so badly want a French car for no really I, apparently good no, reason. No, for no reason. Do, I want the Peugeot RCZR. I want that car <laughs> just for no reason. I, I haven't even do. driven it. I just want it. Anyway, crazy styling. Oh, man. I had a French guy yeah. in my uh, design school class, so he was always drawing crazy stuff. So anyway, yeah. sometimes they know what they're doing. Well, we Other should... times, not so much. 
Well, the hey, the Magan really is it, it's a it's a victory for sure. I have to say it's definitely that case. Speaking of the Magan, we drove that in our film Pilgrimage. If you haven't seen it yet, we would love for you to watch it either Vimeo or Blu-ray. And I don't know if you've noticed, Paul, but in the last week or so, a lot of people have watched that film on Vimeo. Hmm, We've had yeah. a kind of a steady steady state of Blu-rays for a while since we released it back in December. But in the last week, there's been an explosion of watching on Vimeo. Thank you, guys. And if you are watching, or if you just watched and you're hearing this now, please leave a review on Vimeo. We would love to hear your thoughts, and others are reading your thoughts, so we would appreciate that. Again, uh, it's easy through Vimeo. It's easy through Amazon. If you're looking for how to get there, here's a thought. We have a new website. Same old place, everydaydriver.com, but the whole website is new and different. So go there. From there, you can find it's now our hub of anything we're doing. This podcast, our films, all of our YouTube stuff, you can find it very easily in one click from that website. So just try it out, everydaydriver.com. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I will say, in addition to our Everyday Driver TV Gmail, you can also contact us via the website. So that does work, and that populates yep. right to our email, so we'll read the same stuff. Yep. A number of you have already been doing account. that, and it's great. Mm-hmm. So I will say, say submit your fan questions there, not only on Facebook, but submit them there. That's just yet mm-hmm. another place to reach us, and it does populate to our inbox here that both times. It's very so. easy. It, it's it's so. a whole new setup for the website, and it's working great. So yeah, we definitely is. encourage you to do that. We should go on to Wayne, who wrote us here, who's moving from uh, Rhode Island to Georgia. And uh, 26 years old, he's moving down there. His girlfriend lives down there now, and he has the 2002 Jeep Grand Cherokee, big old V8, Immaculate condition. He's done all kinds of off-road things here. Did you notice what I noticed here? Hmm. He likes to go off-roading, but he'd rather <laughs> go in someone else's vehicle. I like I having think pickup that trucks. Is very telling. I, like, I think that's very, very telling. I like having pickup trucks that other people own. I like having ski boats that other people own. I mean, yeah, exactly. I think this is a great attitude. Yeah, let's go four-wheeling yeah. in your car. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to leave my Jeep right there. Let's take yours. No, but anyway, so Wayne, he's writing uh, to us and actually saying that this is starting to nickel and dime him a bit. And so it sounds like it's time to get out of it, Wayne. I hate to say it. And that brings us to our big car discussion. Well, I like this email. And like I said, Wayne, your email caught my eye because of the Jeep Grand Cherokee. But it also caught my eye because of another reason. As I'm reading through, you're thinking of various mm-hmm. things. You had an 850R Turbo Volvo from 94, which are cool cars. You had a Subaru. You had, um, gosh, uh, you've had other cars, but you're looking at such a variety. And this caught my eye because I think think Wayne's kind of open. I I don't think you're locked into, I I like German cars. I'm kind of thinking about a BMW already. His three that he lists, the three that he lists couldn't be more different in personality. He's got a Subaru Legacy GT, the Chevy SS, and the Mazda CX-5 are his top three that he's most considering. Lay those cars next to each other and go, none of these are the same. Right, right. So that's, that's really interesting. Thinking. The the hard part, though, is he's talking about he has about twenty five grand, which does take the Chevy SS right off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then he says, hey, what about a Honda Accord Sport? Of course, he wants manual and he wants a bit of a fun car. He needs it to run because clearly this Jeep is just starting to be a, a hole in your pocket. And he's even thinking about once he moves and gets settled, maybe buy an old Fox body Mustang. Take a page out of what Matt Farah is doing right now. I mean, a lot of people, but he's doing it very publicly. Buy an old Fox body Mustang and build that out. So we've got a possibility of two cars for Wayne. But I think the biggest question that I'm hearing here is, do you get rid of the Jeep? And if so, what do you get for twenty-five grand? And I've got actually two ideas, and then I think I've got a sniper shot. Do you? Well, all right. Well, uh-huh. I, I, I like that you're keeping the Jeep Grand Cherokee running. Probably cool off-road vehicle. 
Yeah. I, I'd, I can Except see Except he's you. not off-roading it. He's off-roading it other yeah. people's. <laughs> and um, it even doesn't sound like... I don't know if your girlfriend has a car, because he is moving to Georgia for his girlfriend, so I'm sure she's got her yeah. own car. I don't know what yeah. she's got. It doesn't say here in the email. But I think, all right, so you've had the Jeep. You're going big V8, so you don't need that. 25 grand. We cannot yeah, ignore... Fox bar, yeah. We cannot ignore something like a fully loaded Subaru BRZ. I mean, that's just going straight into sports yeah. car and something completely yeah, sure. different. Sure, sure. It was more along the lines of, we have to say it rather than, I, this is what I think you should get. Maybe worth a drive, but you could afford a fully yeah. loaded, slightly used BRZ and go for it. And it could be a lot of fun. It could be what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. sounds like Maybe. you want I, variety. I didn't go there, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. But uh, what have you got? I'm curious to know. Well, I mean, he, you brought up, you, you said to us, Wayne, what about a Honda Accord Sport? And I'm going to say this to you: that seems initially like an oddball thought. However, we have a guy we know in the Park City area. In fact, he might even be listening. His name is Sasha, and he has the most normal-looking maroon four-door Accord. Don't misunderstand what that car really is, though, because Sasha drives it hard. He's done a lot of suspension work to it. I mean, I say a lot. It's not like he's got coilovers under there, but he's done sway bars and a few other things. And he's done totally new tires and rims. I've done a canyon run with him. That car flies. So if you actually, here's the thing about the Accord Sports. You couldn't just buy it and be like, this is a great, fun car. If you're wanting to put some money into it, though, it really could be. You definitely have to get tires. Watch our Honda uh, Accord review. We hated the stock tires because they were eco tires, and they just gave up before they did anything else. But, you know, you get that car, that car is very usable. It'll be tons of reliable, lots of room. You're going to have to do some stuff to turn it into a more sporty car. But out of the box, it's a great platform. I've seen it done. Not a bad idea. I think at twenty-five grand, you have to look at a BMW E46 M3. Hmm. I was thinking about that. Come on. Might be time for an stick M3. Shift, stick shift, great inline six. That's an amazing engine. I, you know, you're going to have to be shop carefully, but you buy the six-speed on that. That's a fun car to drive. However, I have my sniper shot. You do. Are you ready? Ready. I do. I think, because here's the thing. You're talking about, you're getting out of a Jeep Grand Cherokee. You're used to having some haul-around room. You just are. You're used to having some haul-around room. But you want a car that's going to be reliable. So I actually think if I could get you into something new, that would be even better. But you want fun. You want manual. And then I went, wait a minute. What am I trying so hard for? Get yourself a brand new Fiesta ST. Load mm. that car out. It's not even twenty five grand. Mm. It's going to have more just usable space to. I mean, look, it's not a big car. I'm not going to pretend it's a big car. But if you throw the back seats down, it actually has more cargo space than the BRZ that you brought up earlier, Paul. It isn't going to be as dynamically interesting, but it's going to be close. It's just going to be dy- dynamically different. And that Fiesta ST, you could get it new. You could possibly, if you're not sure if you'd like it, lease it. Lease sure. one of those for two years. Lease a Fiesta ST. It's going to be a riot in all of the normal life driving things. That's the thing about the Fiesta that gets underappreciated is if you just do normal life driving, it's fun doing all of that. Then if you go to a back road, it's fun doing that too. Hmm, I like that. But if you're going to say Fiesta, I, I will say don't ignore the Focus ST for twenty five grand. If you truly have twenty five grand, that's sure. in the sweet spot too, and it might be it might fit your need for space because the Fiesta is small. Even fold the seats down, yeah, it's small. So if you're used to space and you need you just like that hauling capability, you have a dog or whatever, the Focus yeah. ST can't be ignored either. But those twins, yeah. 
you know, go drive those. It's that the, would be interesting. It's the larger version. If you can, if you can stretch, I agree. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could go. You could start talking about WRXs. The, the hatchback of that is is viable too. I mean, now we're getting into more used cars and more used options. But I just thought, you know what? You've been in a car that's been stealing your money because it's just slowly be, starting to nickel and dime you. Let's go the other way. Car with a warranty. You just you you pay for it and you're done. It's just going to run and it's going to be fun. Twenty five grand Fiesta ST. I find this so funny. For those of you listening, you've probably noticed. You know, people trying to get out of like Adam trying to get out of the E46 330, almost an M3, mm-hmm. and here we are recommending an M3 for Wayne. You know, it's it's you never know. What's good for somebody might not be good for somebody else. Sure. And if you've already experienced, sure, sure. you know, if you've already experienced that car and you've lived with it for a while, move yeah. on. And that's what both Todd and I are trying to do. I mean, we're, we're doing the same thing. We're taking our medicine. Yeah, get as, get as much of that car life experience as possible. But... Uh, but hopefully there's something in there, Wayne. But I just I couldn't get past. I felt like that was the obvious answer, at least from my perspective for you, was that looking at Fiesta ST. But I like the focus, too. That you bring up a good point there just about sheer scale. That's a great car. Guys, don't forget to write to us with your questions on the new website. Please check it out. Let us know what you think. And you can ask us questions Please. there and on the Facebook site. So post up your questions. It can be about anything. We can talk about whatever. And uh, happy to answer your questions about us, about cars, about the show, whatever you're, t- whatever you're thinking about. And uh, don't forget to write to us with your own debate, Everyday Driver TV mm-hmm. at Gmail. Keep writing. And for those of you listening outside the U.S., all over the world, thanks for stretching us. Keep it coming. Bring yeah, it on. Definitely. So we make we me like look that. up random places and have have my uh, web browser translate. So I go, what are we doing now? <laughs> yeah. The only problem I will say is that when I have to do financial conversions, I can't do math, and that's all bad. But anyway, yeah. I hear you. Moving on. I hear you. So please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. We are coming at you Tuesdays, and a lot of fun stuff. We've got Miatas coming up this week. Four yep, generations of the Miata. That's a huge, it's a huge film. It's, it's going to be one of our huge. longer free films ever. I mean, it's going to be up there, you know, 30 to 40 minutes. It's going to be a big boy because we're covering all four generations. And it was shot in the fall when the leaves were turning. It's beautiful. Uh, guess what I'm working on right now? That's why I'm talking about it. <laughs> but, yeah, that is coming this Thursday. And most Thursdays this year we will have something. Notice I didn't say every Thursday. But most Thursdays we will. So uh, lots of content coming for us. We're trying to be very particular in what we are scheduling this year to sh- just throw a lot of great films at you guys that we really shot and curated as best we can. So look for that. Yep, absolutely. One last thing before we go, and that is our Instagram. We are ramping that up, and we have uh, somebody doing social media for us. We've got Chance. We're serious this time. He, yeah. he is uh, actually running the Instagram for us and posting pictures of the stuff that he shoots on set, as well as Gavin, Edgar, Thomas, all the guys, as well as yep. us. So we're going to really be working hard. So find us on Instagram. Find you know favorite car photos of the cars that we uh, that we drove, and uh, find oh, us and, there. And do we do we share the numbers thing? Yeah, we should. We should. We were talking about that earlier today. Yes, yes. Let's at do it. Th- at our at thousand at thousand follower in- intervals. We're 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 at, we're at intervals. We're at uh, like almost five hundred uh, followers right now. But every thousand, we're going to give something away. Maybe films. It may be backlogs of shirts we have. So follow us on Instagram. If you hit one of those magic thousand numbers, you'll be getting something for free. So you can do that as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. Miata Peace this week.